This is Pinac News. I'm James MacArthur. For photographyisnotacrime.com. By now, most people listening to this podcast are thoroughly familiar with the case of Daniel Holtzclaw, the one-time college football standout turned Oklahoma City cop turned serial rapist. Now, it's <laughs> a lot has been said on this case, and a lot more can be said. Uh, but for, for right now, we're going to focus on uh, just a few points and, and get right into it. First of all, we know that not every police officer is a serial rapist. And we know that there will be many on that side of the thin blue line who will immediately jump out and say, hey, most officers do their job and this isn't typical and all of the above, blase, blase. But here's what we need to examine and what we need to consider. How, how does a police officer uh, manage to become not a rapist, but a serial rapist before he's caught? We have to examine this before we just move along and say, well, this is not typical, and, you know, he was caught, arrested, and convicted, and uh, life goes on. No, it doesn't if we don't examine this. You see, you have to remember that long before Holtzclaw was brought to trial, there were women complaining. There were allegations made, and invariably many of them were dismissed, discarded, shrugged off, minimized, downplayed as is so often the case when legitimate complaints are raised against police officers. In this country, we find ourselves in a very interesting place trying to maintain a balance between a free and democratic republic and maintaining safety and security for all. We, for so long, have held police officers in such high regard that it's it's risen to the to the level where uh, many believe, although not articulated in this way, many believe that uh, they can do no wrong and they are above reproach. It's as if a crime isn't really a crime until you're caught. But you see, the great Roman statesman Seneca once said, "He who does not prevent a crime when he is able to encourages it." And in the case of Daniel Holtzclaw, you have to imagine, for every rapist police officer, for every criminal cop, be it theft, be it uh, physical abuse, or what have you, for every one, there are at least two, three, maybe four police officers that have knowledge of what is going on, but chooses to remain silent about it. And not only do they remain silent about it, there are those who are engaged in active cover-up, but even those who don't, as we're learning in Baltimore, in the case of the uh, William Porter Freddie Gray trial, uh, sometimes it's not just what you do that's wrong, it's what you don't do. And the only way police officers like Daniel Holtzclaw are able to exist and continue to do their, their, their commit their criminal acts, their dirty deeds, while in uniform is because of typical cops turning a blind eye to their criminal acts. Like it or not, folks, that, that's the reality of, of what we're dealing with here. 
And, and this goes right up the chain of supervisors as well. It, it's when 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 there when there are complaints against police officers, it, it goes through a very interesting uh, process. You, you know, you have the police investigating the police. There is a reason why domestic abuse among police officers are, is believed to be three. Some say four, five, even six or seven times higher than that of the general population. There are certain professions that draw certain types of people. When it is realized that you have unchecked power, absolute authority, without accountability, certain unsafe types are attracted. There's a reason why we've had the child sex abuse scandals with priests. Is that to say all priests are child sex abusers? No, but many were, many are, because this is a position of authority. This is a position where there is assumed, assumed righteousness, if you will, assumed almost infallibility. And as such, the position is abused. It's the same thing happened with those we entrust a badge, with a gun, with a uniform. It, it is not a rape among police officers is not uncommon. There are countless, countless, countless cases across the country of police officers using the traffic stop, using searches or what have you to commit rape. The, one of the largest settlements in, in, in history against a police officer happened in, in San Diego. My good friend, uh, Mary Prevost, was the attorney on that. Over a million dollars. This cop was routinely and habitually raping women in his police cars. His, his name escapes me at the moment. But th- th- this is a thing. Don't pretend because it's not covered live by CNN as it's happening, the verdict or the trial or anything like that, that this is rare or it's uncommon. And, and you, you should also not look at the rate of prosecution or conviction as a, as a measure of the occurrence of these criminal acts among police because police cover for other police. That's just fact. When uh, William Porter said uh, there is, there, you know, he was offended by the question of is there a no snitching policy among the police. Uh, what a joke. Who doesn't know that there absolutely is a thin blue line that covers for the fellow brothers in blue. There are even cases. You can go to photographiesnotacrime.com and see one of the latest ones. There are even cases of police officers raping other police officers, and they're still being a cover-up even then and there. You see, there are different levels of separation. Yes, uh, there is the thin blue line and the blue lives, but even among blue lives, misogyny and sexism still reign supreme. And, and, and if you're a woman and you're a police officer and you don't realize that many, many of your male colleagues uh, don't see you as an equal, you, well, I, I, don't know, I don't know what to say to you. So to wrap this up, uh, for the sake of, of these commentaries that we want to keep on point, we, we, we have to come to terms with the fact that people like Daniel Holzclaw are able to stay employed as police officers far too often. What's, what's not typical is them getting caught. What's not typical is them getting convicted. When he cried last night, Thursday night during uh, the reading out of, of, of the verdict. Were those cries really 
about getting caught or were they about thinking what the life of a police officer serial rapist is likely to be like in prison for photography is not a crime.com pnacnews.com i'm james MacArthur. This is Pinnack News.